Hey, let's fuck about it. Let's just fuck about it. We should fuck about it. Oh. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Let's Fuck About It. I'm Summer Stone, and my co host Cam is here as well. Hi, I'm Cam. What's up? This morning, we went and got some coffee. We were just hanging out, and now we're sitting down to do the pod. Yeah, we're going to answer some of your questions today, your burning questions. Yeah, and I have to say, I was asking for these questions on like OnlyFans, Twitter, slash X, and Instagram. I think that's it, maybe somewhere else. And so many of these questions are like the same repeat questions that I'm constantly getting. So if you feel like your questions are getting ignored on my Q&A, maybe you'll hear them today. You can find all of our links at summerstone.fun. And yeah, it'd be great if you guys could leave a review, give us those uh, five-star ratings. That'd be sick if you like it. Tell your friends about it. Tell your mom about it. Tell your grandma about it. <laughs> tell anyone that wants to learn some uh, fun sex facts, you know, talk about weed, talk about OnlyFans, whatever. That'd be sick. Uh, on that note, what's new? What's going on? What's new? This week I had a couple collabs this past week. Obviously, you guys heard me talking to Naomi on last week's episode. So I did have a big shoot day with Naomi. And then a few days later, we also had a shoot with another one of our friends, Holly. And I also shot with Holly just by myself as well. So I guess like, honestly, it was a big collab week. It's always like kind of my princess week where I'm like getting my nails done, getting my hair done, my eyebrows, whatever. So yeah, a little bit of a princess week. I would honestly love to have Holly on the pod. I thought she was like the most bubbly personality. I feel like everyone would like really fuck with her. Yeah, she is such an angel. I feel like she has this energy online that's like literally her exact same energy in person. That's just like so bubbly, so sweet, so warm. So that was really wonderful. And after um, a collab, usually we'll go get some kind of like high carb meal because I don't know, like our shoot days can be really long. Like this shoot day, I think was like six or seven hours, which that's a long time to just be like posing and stuff. Like I think it's a little more of a workout than people realize, um, which I know sounds so like whiny, but we went and got home state afterwards. What'd you get at home state? What did I get at home state? I always get the brisket taco i get the is it the trifecta or the trinity trinity the trinity and then i tried the tijuana panther which is like brisket crunchy potatoes eggs it's honestly so fucking good homestay by the way if it's not near you it's like tex-mex breakfast tacos and it's everything but i got two of the trinity and then i did what did we do a side of just chips and queso and we got the like cookie milk cold brews it was so good we were having like a 7 p.m cold brew and the day that we did that collab it was raining and it was just like even though we didn't have far to go at all from the space the collab was in it was like so long getting from one place to another because if you live in LA, you know that if it's raining, especially at night, it's so hard to get anywhere. I feel like even if you don't live in LA, like that's the thing you know yeah. about <laughs> LA. It's like the traffic. So just imagine the traffic without the rain and then add the rain on top of it when no one could drive. It's just, oof, you know, find a, find a place, sit yeah. down, chill, let it just pass by because it's not going to be enjoyable for you to sit in that traffic. I feel like being the podcast of people from LA that are talking about the traffic in LA, it's like talking about the weather. <laughs> I do have to say like my favorite time of the year is there's like two holidays for California, like for locals. It's like Thanksgiving 
it's dead. There's it's so easy to drive around in LA f- during Thanksgiving. And then the other holiday I would say is Coachella weekends because yeah. it's like when everyone's at Coachella and Stagecoach, all the influencers are gone, all the models, all the act, all the you know celebrity actors, whatever. They're all in in the desert. It's like the nicest time to like everyone like who lives in LA and isn't there. It's like schedule your doctor's appointments, schedule your, your nail appointments. Like everywhere is going to be open that week or those two weekends. It's like the best time of the year. So Cam, what weed are we smoking this morning? Uh, today we got a wedding cake, which is a hybrid weed. Uh, not our, not our normal go-to, you know, we have a, a storied history with hybrids in this family, in this household. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's like pretty chill. If you've had wedding cake before, uh, kind of relaxing, but it's still like on that sativa end. It gets you kind of like the creative juices flowing, I feel like. But on the smoke, it's a little earthy. And then the reason why it has that wedding cake name is because you could actually taste a little bit of vanilla and you could smell a little bit of vanilla. So it's whatever. It's good. Uh I don't know. How do you how do you feel like you've been liking it? I'm actually really liking it, but I will say I had to hold myself back a little bit this time because I've been smoking it before my cam sessions or like cam shows. And when I do a show right after I smoked it, I find myself just like I'll start talking and I'll just trail off. Like I just get so <laughs> distracted and like sidetracked that yeah, if I'm gonna be like talking to people, I need to hold myself back a little I bit. I feel that, I feel that. Where did we grab coffee today? We went to Verve this morning. Not always our first choice, but honestly, it was so good. I got, I don't remember what it was, but I got some kind of seasonal latte and it was delicious with oat milk. I'm officially switched to hot drinks for the season, even though it's like nice outside right now. <laughs> What'd you get? It could be negative 30 degrees and I don't think I'll still get a hot drink. Like I'll always go for that iced latte, so... I mean, I did, uh, not that it's negative 30 in SoCal right now, but that wind chill's uh, going. I, all, I got a iced out latte, you know, the classic. I think I got some yeah. caramel in there, vanilla, I forget. but You are an ice boy for life. I'm a very seasonal coffee drinker. Like, I really, really like my hot coffee whenever I'm able to drink it, especially because so much of the year here, it's just not comfortable to have a hot drink. So if I can get away with it, I will drink a hot drink. What's your tell for a coffee shop if you're going to get like a, a good drink or not? Uh, if they're rude to me when I'm ordering, they probably have good coffee. That's my <laughs> tell because it's like they know they don't have to do the extra shit. Like, yeah, it's like kind of like catches you off guard, but it's like their coffee speaks for themselves. They don't have to do the extra like, let me wipe your ass for you bullshit. I'm just like listening, I think. Like I'm just kind of listening. Or I'll look at like their tea. And if I think that their tea brand they're using is good, I'm like, okay, that's a green flag. Versus if they're using a tea brand that doesn't look as good, I'm like, I don't know. But obviously my success rate on the like judging it is not 100%. I think I fall for the trap of like good branding on a coffee shop, meaning it's going to be good all the time, which a lot of the time it is a pretty good way to tell, but... All right, before we jump in the meat and potatoes of the pod, we, we have one more little segment. And this is the part of the podcast where, you know, the United States education system is a little bad when it comes to the sex stuff. So we'd like to hit you with some sex history, sex facts. And uh, yeah, it's called 
Sexual education, sex ed. This is sexual education. Do you want to hit it first? I don't know. I was thinking maybe you should go first because yours is a little heavy and mine is not. So then I could kind of lift the mood. It's kind of, uh, I'll give you guys a trigger warning. We talk about murder, suicide on this little segment. It's it's kind of a heavy topic. So if you don't want to listen to it, maybe skip ahead uh, a couple minutes. I'll, I'll try to get through this quick, but... So on November 13th, Mexico's first openly non-binary judge and a fierce advocate of LGBTQ plus rights across the country, Jesus Asiel Baena and their partner Dorian Herrera were found dead in their home. And uh, Baena made history last year when they were appointed to serve as magistrate of the court, making Baena the first non-binary person to achieve that position, not only in Mexico, but across all of Latin America. Um, Baena was also the first person to receive a Mexican passport with the non-binary gender marker, which is something that they were a fierce advocate for, and they paved the way for so many other people to do the same thing. And in the days since the slaying of Baena and Herrera, which is like already been put into question because of the corrupt police department and the nature of, you know, how they treat LGBTQ plus people in the country. It's just like they've opened and shut the case and said it's just a murder-suicide and they're ready to move on from it. And this has caused the people to basically, you know, get into the streets and they're demanding justice because to them, it's there's no way that it's just like, even if it is a lover's quarrel or whatever they're trying to say that it is, like the due process of like a proper investigation has not been done. Yeah. So for them to say like, it's just, it's this thing, you know, without them showing like the evidence or trying to, like most of this, most of the time this stuff takes a while for them to get to that thing. And they're just like the next day, oh, this is what it is. You know, like, okay, we got the super, super detectives on the case. Apparently <laughs> they figured like open and shut. And so there's vigils happening. There's marches. They're calling for the Mexican government to do more to curb anti-LGBTQ hate speech, violence, and there's there was already so many like death threats happening against Bania for being an out queer person and advocating for others that it's like they're I mean it doesn't take a genius to connect the dots here that yeah. like they would be a target of ha- a hate crime you know and it's just a sad thing all around yeah. but I feel like it's a it's a good thing to kind of like becoming a light because to yeah. come to light because like I didn't know anything about this before I saw a TikTok about it and I really like suggest maybe if you want to learn more information about it to kind of look it up we'll have some stuff in the show notes and I know it's like a kind of a bummer thing to talk about bummer I mean, it's like a big bummer, you know, it's like heartbreaking. It's sad. It makes me like sad to think about. But yeah, I don't know really where to kind of transition there. It's like, just yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of things that are really fishy about it. Like a friend of theirs was killed in a drive-by shooting too. Like another advocate. It's definitely really suspicious in a lot of ways. So I would definitely recommend, like you said, just like kind of doing your own research on what's going on because there's a reason that people are on the streets, like not believing it. If you're not convinced already, which if you're listening to this, you probably are, but you know, something to definitely do your own research on because it's really, really upsetting what's happening. Well, on that note, uh, what's the fun fact, Miss Summer? <laughs> I was just going to say, I never know if it's better to do the lighthearted fun fact first to be like, here's the lighthearted thing and then say like the usually I feel like the current event sometimes it's not like heavy but a lot of the time it is I never know like what's better but I feel like having lighthearted like fun fact makes it an easier transition into an episode you know like the actual 
questions and stuff. Yeah, I feel like when we move into like the next part of the episode, it'll just be nicer that we like ended the whole intro stuff after, you know, some fun facts. There you go. Well, my sex fact is that I was reading this study that basically they did like a brain scan on someone while they were like having sex or like um, not one person, but like a ton of people. And basically they were just like watching to see if orgasms were like fake or real, you know? And they found that the women who had the most real orgasms were wearing socks and that it's basically like a connection to like warm feet. Have you heard that before? I have heard that actually. I did know the socks thing with orgasms, so I don't really have much to say, but... I feel like I'm like, maybe was behind on this one, but I'm thinking about it. And I do feel like when I'm like cozy wearing socks, that is the time that I'm like initiating the most. Well, you asked the people and they, uh, they had some questions for you, for us. So you want to hit it? Yes. There are so many questions. I feel bad. Like I tried to take the ones that I felt like I was getting asked the most. I got like a lot of them, but I have a ton that I'm saving for maybe like a future episode or something. So if you don't hear your question, don't hate us. We're trying, but yeah. Okay. I tried to put them in an order where hopefully we could start with a little bit of the lighter stuff and get into the juicier stuff. So my first question is, where do you want to travel in 2024? In 2024? Oof. I mean, my dream, I would love to go to Japan. I don't know. I just feel like it'd be fun. I know they got got their their own problems going on there, but I just love Japanese food. So if I could find a way to swing it, we could get to Tokyo for like a week. I feel like it'd be sick. Yeah, I think my biggest ones right now, I would love to go to New York City this upcoming year. I would love to go to Florida because there's just a lot of people I want to work with there. So I guess like work-wise, I'd say like Miami, maybe, maybe Tampa, something like that. But in terms of just like personal travel for fun, I'd say like Italy and Spain. Oof, I love Spain. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Yeah, we were supposed to go to Spain like right before the lockdown happened and we just like still haven't gone. So I feel like we got to do it. I'm down. I'm game. I'm game for Spain. Spain in 2024. The next question is, how do we feel about pineapple on pizza? Okay. I'm never going to order a pizza with pineapple, but I don't have any strong feelings about it. It's just like, there's so much better pizza. And if it's like my only option, someone's like, I got pizza. I'm still going to eat it. You know, like it's still good. It's just like, do I want to order it? No, never. I actually really like pineapple on pizza, but it has to be like the right balance of salty and sweet. So I need it to be like, there needs to be like bacon on the pizza Mm. or some kind of savory meat and ham is not cutting it. Canadian bacon is not cutting it. It needs to be like bacon, pancetta, like something fatty and salty like that. You bougie girl. Exactly. I do like myself like a spicy pineapple if they put like jalapenos on it or like Calabrian chilies. I fuck with that. Pineapple, bacon. Yeah. What's your like worst pizza topping that you don't I mean, want to see? Anchovies. Is that even a thing anymore? Oh. I feel like <laughs> no, when I was a I kid, like, uh, isn't like the Goofy movie, they eat like anchovies on pizza or anchovy something? Anchovy pizza. It's just like, that's just rancid. I'm sorry. The first thing that comes to mind for me is actually black olives, oh, fuck which black I actually olives. like olives. No. I do like black olives, but black olives on pizza, it's just like, 
we don't have to do that. What are we trying yeah. to prove? We've evolved past black olives being yeah. on pizza. We don't need that in our life anymore. Okay, the next one. This is like literally probably my most asked question ever is would you pierce your nipples? I'm always either getting would you pierce your nipples or have you pierced them in the past because I do have like the scars still on them so you can tell that I had them in at one point. Of course, I would pierce my nipples because I did. Visibly, I did. But the reason I took them out was I just felt like I never wear a bra, so they were always like snagging on everything. And I only had them in for about a year. And at the end of that year, it still really hurt when they would snag on things. I know a lot of people say it kind of goes away with time, but yeah, it was just not comfortable. I digged them on summer. I thought pierced nipples were sick. But um, I get it because I would not, I don't think I would function well with my nipples pierced. I think I would be like stressed the fuck out about it all the time. And it would definitely kind of gross me out a bit having to like clean it out. And I don't know. I get it. I get the not wanting your nipples pierced for sure. Also, when I got my nipples pierced, I fainted. So because I didn't have like food beforehand and yeah, I like immediately passed out. So now I've never gotten another piercing since because I've just been scared, which is ridiculous because with talent testing like for collabs and stuff I have to get my blood drawn all the time I get like tattoos and stuff but piercings just like freak me out now it's like the open holes in your body thing Mm -hmm. I get it for sure we should have gave a trigger warning for this (laughs) whatever you know what it's funny when we were working with um Naomi and Holly me and Naomi were laughing at Holly because she's like oh when I can't get my piercing and I just kind of spit on it a little bit I'm like you're gonna get an infection or something and then 20 seconds later I'm like sucking on her nipple on her piercing (laughs) I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) okay the next one is cozy night in or a late night out I mean what do you think for me (laughs) I know Cam's gonna say cozy night in and I'm gonna say late night out yeah yeah I knew that one I just (laughs) you know like I don't like being around a lot of people. I'm going to be real. Like, I generally, people annoy me, and <laughs> I I like to just have my creature comforts and be, like, chilling. I don't like the whole, like, you go to a bar, you have to deal with just trying to get a seat or trying to get a drink or, like, everything's a fucking competition. And I'm just, like, I just want to vibe, man. I don't I don't got time to deal with other people's shit. I got b- barely enough time to deal with my shit. I do think part of it is we have, like, a little bit of an age gap because you're just, like, a tiny bit older than me, and especially because of when COVID fell. I still am, like, getting that out of my system sometimes where for you you're kind of like, oh, I'll just stay in, but... I love to go out. I will say I'm like a very cozy homebody person a lot of the time. Like I feel like I have a pretty even balance of the two, but then on the weekends I love to go out. But there's nothing better than when you are trying to force yourself to go out and like be social because you know it's going to make you happy, but like you don't want to. And then your friend is the one who cancels. That's like the best thing ever. That's the best cozy night. Listen, I I could fuck up a happy hour. I like a nice four, five, six o'clock hang. We're get, we're going out. We're grabbing drinks, grabbing some apps, and then I'm I'm back in back at home. I'm showered. It's eight o'clock. I'm in bed. I'm in my own bed. I'm vibing. <laughs> like I I'm a little bit maybe drunk or buzzed still, and I just get to chill. I get to have my night at home. I don't want to be out and it be fucking 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm sleep. I'm a sleepy boy. I don't I don't got I don't want to do that. I'm over that. I kind of get that because lately I've been noticing how with like obviously it's so nice for me. I love going out like into the wee hours of the morning. I'm like feeling alive or whatever. I love that. But it is nice when you drink in the daytime, how it doesn't like put you out of commission for the next day because you can like recover then, you know, or I feel like when you come home drunk at like three in the morning, 
you're just like not doing anything the next day. Yeah, you're you're just I mean, there goes a whole day. Like for real. Like yeah. is it is it worth it to me? Absolutely fucking not. That's the answer. And neither of us are really like that big of drinkers. Like I like going out and drinking if I'm like with friends, but if maybe we'll have a glass of wine at home or whatever, but we're usually not like having a beer with dinner kind of people. So I feel like when we do drink, sometimes we're like, okay, I need to like really recover from this, you know? Okay, the next question is, what's your typical workday like as an OF girly? I'm going to give you like the most basic day because obviously I have like big shoot days and stuff like that that are a little different. But a most like basic day for me, I would wake up at some point in the morning or in the afternoon. I would probably go to the gym for an hour or two or just work out at home for an hour or two. I don't really like have a time that I usually go, but coffee and breakfast in the morning. I try to like kind of take the morning for myself a little bit. I'm really bad at doing that, but I try to just like not be on my phone or not be answering messages as much during that time. So I can just kind of like get my head right for the day and stuff. And then typically like if there's something like laundry or something I need to do, I'll do that first too, just to kind of, again, like be in the right headspace. And then for the rest of the day, I'm like posting on social media, taking content. And then usually for like four or five hours a day, I'm streaming So I'll stream on like my campsite and then I'll stream on OnlyFans and then usually like TikTok or Instagram too. I'll be streaming. And then, yeah, I spend a lot of time answering messages. I would say I spend the most time answering messages and streaming. And then usually at night I'll get really baked and we'll just like watch something or I'll just spend some time like stretching or knitting or whatever. And I try to take a lot of breaks to like take care of my plants and stuff like that. As a professional supporter of an OF girly, I'll give you my rundown. So usually I wake up, I'll make some breakfast, maybe some coffee for me and some, and then I'll probably move to checking our emails, kind of clearing out some of our inboxes, just, you know, getting us to a good spot to start the day. And then if it's a scheduling day, I'll start scheduling some stuff. It just depends on what we got on our table, like editing the podcast or moving into maybe editing our videos or photos and just getting that stuff scheduled out. Yeah, kind of taking care of more of like the day-to-day stuff. Just, that's kind of my, I mean, it's a little bit different. Like that's kind of the trade-off. I'm kind of more focused on editing. It just depends really, you know, depends on how much work we've been doing with, you know, collabs or whatever. It's just how big my editing blocks are going to be. But for the most part, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, Cam shoots all my content for the most part, unless it's like iPhone solo stuff, but he shoots all the like HD stuff and he shoots all of the um, like collab content, which usually ends up being like days and days of just like editing in his cave. So sometimes I feel like that's when things really get switched up is like when there's a big collab to edit, I just won't see you for a couple days. Yeah, like we take our time together in the morning and the evenings, but during the actual daytime, it's like, all right, I'll catch, are we doing lunch today? No? Snacks? Okay, we'll just catch you in a couple hours. Like, I'll take care of this stuff today, you take care of that stuff, and then we'll kind of regroup at the end and see how much we got done, what we need to work on tomorrow, if we need to talk about any work, business stuff, you know. Yeah, we both have ADHD, so usually, like, when we have a lot going on, one of us will have to be like, hey, haven't seen your face in a few hours, because you've just been like only working and not looking up or whatever like it's so hard for us to like balance that stuff I feel like but we've gotten really good at it yeah I I recently have got onto a monk mode tiktok 
That's where you like throw on the hoodie, you throw on the noise canceling <laughs> headphones, and you just like zone out. I feel like I've been like in my monk mode era. Like I'll just edit with my hoodie and just like a dark room and just like power through it. I feel like I'm a that that movie Limitless where they're like taking the drugs and their minds expanding. I'm like, okay, like let's see how much work I can get done as fast as I can in monk mode. Oh my God. You know, what's another thing that I probably do like every single day is I'm taking video calls all day too, which is funny. Cause I'll just like run out of the room for a second and be like, don't come in here. <laughs> another, you know what I do that would drive you insane is I love, do you know the Pomodoro method? Yeah. I don't like it. I know you would hate it because you're like the kind of person to just like throw yourself into a project and just like not look up or take a breath for a few hours and then I'm like that too but I don't know for some reason I really like the Pomodoro method because I just like get such a one-track mind oh yeah yeah yeah. if you don't know it's like you know the little tomato kitchen timer I don't know maybe people don't know that anymore (laughs) maybe that's an old reference but yeah basically you like set a 10 minute timer or 15 minutes I don't know what it like was traditionally for me I usually do like longer like maybe 20 minutes and you switch tasks like every 20 minutes and then you put your full like mental capacity into that one task for 20 minutes. So it kind of like rotates you through things. And if you don't have ADHD, you're probably like, oh, I'm good. I don't need to do that. But we're just out here raw dogging it. Okay. I think I do that a lot with not editing tasks, that method, like not really on purpose. Like I'll be like, oh, got to do this in the garden or the backyard, got to do this in the laundry room. And it's like, I'll jump between a lot of the different things or like, got to clean this part of the house. But then it's like, oh, I see this. I need to do the trash cans. Like, might as well do the trash cans while I'm also going around vacuuming every room. Or like, (laughs) I'll start doing a lot of stuff. And then it's like, I'll have to stop for a second and be like, okay, what did I actually start? What do I need to finish to feel accomplished here? You know, like, I'll kind of get sidetracked and that must be the ADHD. Yeah. It must be the ADHD talking. Literally everything. The whole time I'm on cam, I'm like, sorry guys, ADHD. Okay, the next question is what's at the top of your kink bucket list these days? Do you want to go first or do you no, want me you to? you go first. I'll go know. first. Okay, so I feel like you guys know this by now that we do a lot of like group sex kind of stuff. Like that's something we really like and are into. So for me, like a lot of my fantasies of stuff I want to try are based around that. So I think like exploring more like role play and stuff as a group is really exciting to me. I'm not too particular about what I want it to be, but I don't know. Like I feel like it makes you vulnerable in a way that's like so fun and sexy to me to just like really get into a scene with like a big group of people. So yeah, I've been focusing on like this last group scene that we did I made sure that there was kind of a theme to it. And like not every scene needs to be like that, but I am noticing it's a lot of fun when you get into the role play with other people and your scene partners and stuff. You don't care about a storyline at all? No. Get to the really? get to the sex. It's oh, like Oh, I care about the storyline. To me it just always seems fake. It's like act, their acting is like not on par. This oh. is something I noticed when we first started watching porn together and like we had such different tastes is your taste in porn was very like it's just beautiful, but it's like literally is just the act, you know, where for me, I'm like, I want a niche about how the dean is mad and you're trying not to get like kicked out of school or you're trying not to, I don't know, someone's going to cancel me. To me, that, I but. just want it to be, feel real. Like, it's like, oh, that's a real person. Like, I hate mm. when it's like, I just like, I don't know, you know, like you could just tell it's just, yeah. it's whatever. But I would know. say like most of our stuff that we've made doesn't have a storyline like that. 
But lately you have been indulging me on that. <laughs> I mean, it's fun. You want to put on a chair, a chair outfit and let me fuck you on it? I'm down game, you know? We did that, by the way, already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as my kinks go, since that was the thing, what kinks have I been it's wanting what, to explore? What kink is at the top of your kink bucket list right now? I, mean, I don't know. I do. We do whatever we want. It's I know. Like, nothing feels dirty after a while. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what's a kink these days? You know, I mean, I guess if there's something I want to do more of, it's like, let's have some more threesomes, foursomes. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck it, right? Like... Is that a kink, though? I think that's just, like, living a fucking fun life. I do think, like, with how much group sex we have, because we like, like, fucking people that are already kind of in our circle, I do feel like there's not a ton of stuff that I'm, like, wanting to do in my personal life that I haven't done, but there's stuff I want to do on camera that we've only Mm. done in person, you know? Like, a lot of, like, orgy scenes and stuff. I do have one orgy on my OnlyFans now, but I feel like I want to have, like, even bigger groups and stuff, you know? Yeah, I think the fantasy that I would like to have happen more often, because we've had it happen a couple times where we've, like, been picked up at a bar, like, we've picked up at a bar, but it's, like, I kind of want it to, I want it to be more spontaneous where we just, like, start fucking people, like, not planned, you know? I don't know if that's, like... Yeah, that's true. A little bit more just, like, spice to it. It's, like, kind of fun, kind of fun idea. That's a good point. Okay, the next one is, how long do you see yourself doing this? And I'm assuming they're talking about, like, sex work in general. Mm. Like, obviously, I think if OnlyFans became irrelevant or whatever, like, the sites kind of come and go sometimes. I mean, I would love if OnlyFans last forever, obviously. But sex work in general, like, online sex work, I would do as long as I can, you know, because it's something that I genuinely enjoy. But I know for a lot of people, after they've done it for years and years, there is a point where they're just like, this is not fun for me anymore. So if I reached that point, I would obviously be over it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's not like an age that I see myself stopping doing it, but I just imagine there's a point where it would become a lot difficult to like be able to support myself off of it. And we've talked a lot about how like you sort of like with sex work because there, there's obviously there's a lot of opportunities it creates and a lot of opportunities like doors it kind of closes. And I feel like We've talked a lot about there's just stuff you have to do to kind of cover your ass in the future. So I would like to think I'm setting myself up well for when that day comes to be able to make that decision just based off of like, okay, I'm not enjoying this anymore. Yeah, for us, for me, it's like I don't want to ever stop. Um, I think it's super fun. I think we are in the fortunate scenario where it's like two people doing this together. So there's a lot of like give and take on both sides where we pick up the slack when someone's letting that slack go or whatever. But it's like when you're doing it solo, it's a little hard. It's like if there's no one to help pick up the slack, it's just like you got to rely on yourself. So I could see if you're doing it by yourself, just getting burnt out. Um, But yeah, you know, I want to make some sexy MILF porn with you one day. I think that's sick as fuck. So if we could keep doing that. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's like we would like to get to the point where maybe we're investing more of our money into like other things. But I don't see us making not making porn still when we're doing that. So it's like, is there an end to it? I don't think so, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, when they start to feel like, oh, this isn't fulfilling me or whatever, if if they do feel that way, it's like, instead of the answer being like, I don't want to do this anymore, a lot of the time it's like, okay, well, what else do I want to do to kind of fill like these things that I'm wanting, you know? Like if it's not feeling like it's satisfying you in some way or whatever, but who knows? Like I can only speak for myself now. It's hard to speak for myself like even five years down the road. So right now it's like, I know that I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and what I love and I'm just trying 
trying to like set myself up to have the freedom to kind of do what I want in the future too. Yeah, for sure. The next question is, have you ever done anal? Who's going to tell the story? The answer is yes. You can tell the story. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't done, I haven't had anal done to me, but I've done, I've performed anal. Well, you were also in the anal, but you haven't been pegged in the anal. That's what I mean. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not getting my anal, analed. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Beautiful. (laughs) Such a wordsmith over here. Yeah, I can't, but we should write smut. This is amazing. (laughs) And then they analed their anal. Basically, they... I want to go on a whole tangent about smut now. Basically, we were fucking one time years ago, and we were just in the moment, and we were like, what if we just, like, what if you fucked me in the ass right now? Which, if you're a person who loves anal, you probably know, like, you don't necessarily want to just do that. And we were very lucky that despite not being prepared at all, nothing gross happened or anything. Not that, you know, it's the end of the world if something does, but it was fun and everything, And we had lots of lube and all that, but I would say like for me, because maybe because I hadn't done any kind of anal training or anything or had any previous really like much interest in anal, it was just kind of whatever for us. Like, I feel like we enjoyed it. We thought it was hot that we were doing it like just in the moment, like spontaneous, you know, but we did just like kind of switch back to regular sex in the middle of it because we were just like, okay, that was fun. But we haven't really done anything since then I always kind of say it's like on my list I want to do some anal training but it's just never like front of mind for me I have a lot of people ask me about it but I don't know I definitely know I'm never going to be one of those people that's like taking a giant dildo up my ass well I guess never say never but that's never not something never. I'm currently that's a JB interested song, right? in yeah <laughs> uh I will say though Summer does like the occasional finger around the booty hole she oh, has definitely. she has a uh, history of saying you could touch my butthole if you want you want to play with it play with it it's fine (laughs) yeah i'd be much more interested i think in like having my ass fingered or eaten stuff like that before i would really want to be like taking a dick in my ass regularly you know but i think eventually like we'll try it again it's just like i have so many projects i want to do so many kinks i'm interested in and i just feel like for me like anal just I know a lot of people can only come from anal and it's like amazing for them. I just like didn't have much sensation, you know, but maybe it would be different if I like worked up to it. The next question is what are the most sensitive spots on your body? Do you want to go first or me? You can go first. For me, I would say my ears and my toes. I was going to say your neck. See, I think that's more you. Oh, yeah, for me too. My neck is sensitive, but I would say my ears more than anything. And I don't know how much of a mix it is of like kind of being an auditory person versus like just my ears actually being sensitive, you know? But that is something that makes me so wet when you're like in my ear like that. And then, yeah, I just recently discovered how much I like having my toes sucked too. So, and sucking toes. Yeah, I mean, I said it, but my neck, you know, my neck, my ear. Trying to think, I'm touching my body to see what's sensitive. Behind my knee? No. Let's see. (laughs) Under my foot? No. Yeah, I feel like my big thing is the neck. Yeah, your neck. And maybe like my thighs, kind Mm. of. Like if you're like kissing up my thighs, working towards the BJ, it's always like, ooh, like shivers down your back. (laughs) You know what's so hot is when when I'm getting eaten out and then someone will like, 
be like sucking on my thighs and then have their hands like on my hips like holding mm. you know when you like you have your hands like under their ass kind of yeah that is such a good feeling i think maybe that's like i don't know exactly where no, there's that like a sensitive spot is but like right above your ass cheek kind of yeah like your lower back there's like a little tiny yeah like yeah, it's yeah. like a soft spot kind of but when you put pressure on it when you're like it's like almost the top giving of your kind ass of lingus or mm-hmm. like doing back shots it's just like Kind of, I don't know what it hits, but it's, yeah, it makes it, me calm. There's something going on back there. Oh, like so if, hot. Yeah, I don't know. If you could go back five years and give yourself some advice, what would it be? Uh, start OnlyFans earlier. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't even know. Like shit's dope. It's fun. I like doing it, and uh, I think we're good at it. So I feel like you know maybe start earlier. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would probably say the same thing, but also. I don't know. Like, I feel like five years ago, I was doing a good job of like not caring too much what people thought and like just trying to figure out what I wanted to do and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Probably similar. Like just start. Like if you have projects you want to do, just start them and just, I don't know. I think I'm like a very stubborn person. So I've always been good at like persevering when something doesn't pay off right away. But I would just kind of give myself that like basically just like that affirmation that like it's going to work out, you know? Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite collab that we've done? My favorite collab? Oh, God. It can be something that you weren't in, too. <laughs> um, I like whenever we do stuff with Eve because she's the only one that could, like, smoke the same way we can. And sometimes <laughs> we get too fucked up and it's like we forget to record certain things, but it's still just, like, good vibes, like... I feel fun. like that's the best. Like you think the- she's the only one who smokes as much weed as us, but think about Meg. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's it's got to be. It's on another level. If you ask what my favorite collab is, it's got to be. I feel like those are the hottest videos. Yeah, I do. I feel like me and Eve have a lot of natural chemistry, especially now. Like, I love like all of the people that I've worked with a lot back to back. Like, I feel like obviously it's like we had natural chemistry. We wanted to work together again. So you already know there's chemistry there. But then like when you're obviously working with someone over time, you get more chemistry. I would say right now, my favorite collabs are either any of the group scenes we have up. I'm really excited about this one that's coming with Holly and Naomi. And I love our BGG we did with Meg and I have a GGGG orgy. That's really hot. Or I would say any like really styled shoot. Like we have a bunch of content right now that I shot with Naomi that's like very styled and beautiful. And I don't know. I don't think it's always what does the best, but it's what makes me feel the most like creatively fulfilled. Yeah, I'll say the same thing. Like I feel like when we're doing like a set or it's more of, intentional thing where we're getting props or trying to set the scene more and then being more thoughtful about framing and different things it's always a little bit more fun um i do have to say that the last ggg collab we just we just did it was really fun because we were talking about the story but we kind of like had a we split it into like a two-parter it's like Part one's the GG with Summer and Holly. And then it's like, let's call our friend and see if she wants to join us. And it's like a whole separate See the storyline's Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. like a GGG. And it's like, let's call our friend over and see if she wants to fuck us. Like, what? maybe she's down. So I feel like that was pretty sick. That was a good one. Yeah, I think in general, too, I really, like I said, I like the styled stuff. So I like that some of the videos that we did, especially in the beginning, were very, like, I don't know, like cinematic kind of. And that's, again, it's not always what does the best, but it does make me feel really creatively good. 
And obviously I think our content has gotten better and better because we've just like learned, but I do like looking back at some of those early scenes, like the scene with Straubs and that first scene I shot with Eve. I love how cinematic they are. It's so beautiful. And it kind of reminds me of the kind of porn that you would watch when we were first like showing each other what we liked. Like, I feel like it very much has that energy of like, it's mostly just the act, but it's like so beautiful, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. I fuck with that too. Yeah. Okay, the next question is, what's your ideal date? Mm. My ideal date would probably be involving some bomb-ass food. Something that's like not a lot of people have had yet, maybe. Like if we just like found something. Like I like to be at the forefront of, you know, my gastronomical adventures. But I'd like to try something before it's like uh, something that I could tell people about before it's kind of blown up. You know, I feel like it's also just a fun experience to try something new with someone. So bomb food, maybe some good drinks and then either like a movie or going to like a concert and then probably some type of nightcap where we're like grabbing another drink before bed somewhere and then some good sex. Yeah, I would say I love something that feels adventurous. Like I love a little day trip and I do want to feel a little spoiled. I would say I'm like a little bit of a princess now. I feel like I've just kind of gotten spoiled. You a princess? No. <laughs> so I think I, I don't know, like... In general, I'm very low maintenance. Like I would say most dates that I want to go on are like, you know, just a breakfast burrito on the beach in the morning or go get some bagels. But yeah, my ideal date, if I was like choosing one thing, would be like a little day trip. I don't know if it counts to say it'd be nice to have a hotel after, but I think that it might be going a little far. It doesn't, uh, <laughs> doesn't not help having yeah. a hotel after, let's say that. A little, a little day trip where it just feels like you're like away and kind of separate from everything. You get to like explore together a little bit. I would want to get some good coffee, get some good dinner somewhere, go get a drink. And that would be like my expensive date that my I My girl choose. said, I want to have a date that lasts the whole day. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm bisexual. I got a gay, I got gay taste in dates. You know, I want to have the 14 hour date, whether you're whatever your gender is. Okay. Well, the next question is spit or swallow. And obviously swallow, but I would say my ideal situation, you can say this with me because I know you know. Okay, it would be a, three, a, two, one. A facial. facial. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you're on my page, like you already know this about me, but I'm a facial girly. Like I love a facial and I would want like, obviously, you know, you have your tongue out. There's still a swallowing aspect, but I don't know. I wouldn't say it definitely necessarily fits into the spit or swallow question. Yeah, for me, I'm not the one getting facialed here, so I don't really care. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever whatever you feel like doing in the moment. You want to spit, spit. You want to swallow, swallow. You want me to bust it on your face? I'll bust it on your face because, you know, thanks for letting me bust it at all. You, know, you don't, I don't think it's care. like a turnoff if someone spits. I mean, as long as they're not spitting on me, I don't care what they do. I don't yeah. want, I just like don't want to, you know, I just like spit in general kind of stuff. It's like, ugh, to me. But. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Okay, the last question for today's episode is what's one piece of advice that you have for brand new OnlyFans creators? And before we answer this, I do want to say we have a couple episodes that are completely dedicated to advice for new OnlyFans creators from season one. So if you scroll down to the earliest episodes, you'll see those. 
And also, I love this question because I think we ask this question every time we have an interview. So it's kind of fun to answer it ourselves. What's your one piece of advice? Mine's kind of multifaceted. My one piece of advice would probably be lock it down. Like lock down your socials. Don't use your name, your legal name, unless you're fucking Kylie Jenner trying to get your OnlyFans started. And that's what you got is your name. But yeah, just lock it down. And then... If you feel comfortable with it, honestly, talk to your friends as much as you can about it because it's going to weed out the people you want in your life and the people you don't. So it's like either they're going to be chillers or they're going to have judgments about it and you don't want those people in your life and you want to find that out sooner rather than later. So that's my advice. Yeah, I don't want to sound like a buzzkill, but my number one piece of advice is just to like really be sure because there is like kind of a lot of pressure to succeed if you start this because obviously like your digital footprint is forever or whatever you know like it is I don't think I have to tell anyone who's listening to this like that it can close certain doors and like obviously it creates a world of opportunities too but I don't know there's a lot of reasons why someone might actually not end up wanting to do sex work there's a it can be like your personal traumas it can be just like it's more work than you thought it would be it honestly it's like Obviously, you're not doing like hard work, but it is just like the amount of work and like the amount of hours you have to put in is like so much. Like it is, I don't know, in one way it's hard work, but I mean, it's not like hard labor. I was going to say like uh, some of our friends, they're getting fucking anal scene after anal scene after anal scene, like four days back to back. That is hard work. So is it back breaking labor where you're building a fucking house? No, but it's still hard work. Let's be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, That's what I mostly mean because I would say for the most part, when I've had friends who I've like walked them through, you know, when they've gotten more serious about it and I've walked them through like, okay, this is like basically the what steps, I do. Yeah, what you'd have to do. Yeah, yeah, normally before they even like set up their accounts, they're like, oh, honestly, I was looking more for like a quick money kind yeah. of thing. Like, I thought I, I could totally get away get. with just flashing my feet and someone's going to want to buy my socks. It's yeah. like, okay, well, how many people are doing that, you know? And there are people out there who want to make you feel that way because they want to use your, they want you to use their referral link. They want to make money off of you. And like, that's one thing if they're actually just like coaching you and it's something you want to do, but don't let anyone make you think like this is easy money or that it's not like a serious decision to make for yourself. Because for me, I'm so fucking glad we do this. It's, I'm literally living my dream life. I'm so happy, but you know, it's like, you really do have to ask yourself those questions first and take the time to be sure. Like, even though we say like five years ago, we wish we could tell ourselves to start sooner. Like, obviously we are glad that like we were so sure before we started anything. Yeah. I was going to say like, it's easy for us looking at where we are now to say you should have started this sooner because how much farther could we be? But it's like, it's not like that works out for everyone. And it's not like everything works out for us either. We've had a lot of trial and error. So it's easy for me to say now started earlier because where could we be if we started it that much earlier? But it's also like there wasn't a guarantee that it would like be successful. So yeah. Also bonus piece of advice would be even if you're suddenly making a lot of money to like really put that away because it can be really unstable and also like you may not have experience with having to like pay taxes out of pocket like that. Like having to, I don't know, like a lot of people beforehand, you're getting like a tax return. So all of that is something to like really think of and prepare for. So I would take a lot of time to really just think about it and just kind of make a game plan and like see how you feel, like give yourself some time to kind of process before you actually do it. But that being said, obviously like we love our lives. We love our jobs. Like we're so happy. I don't mean to like scare anyone. I just I feel like there really is that false kind of like narrative out there 
that it's like just something to do for fast money and everyone succeeds or whatever, but that's just like not the reality. Yeah, that's some good advice. All right. I think that's it for today. I think we're off to Mitsua to go get some snacks and walk, get baked and walk around. Yeah, I've had a massive craving for some onigiri, so it's got to be satisfied or else I'm going to lose my shit. I'm obsessed with these chips that they have there. Does anyone know this brand? It's like My Pote, like P-O-T-E. My Pote. I don't know if that's how it is, but they're so good. They got like butter chips and truffle chips and just so fucking good. We always go get a treat after the podcast. We love to give ourselves a little treat for every small thing we do, but... Get a little treat. Why not get a little treat? So again, please leave us a rating and review if you don't mind. Only if it's good. Yeah, only if you enjoy the podcast. Don't don't give us a bad rating. Just keep that to yourself. If you made it this far, please don't be hating. Don't don't be hating. Don't be lurking either. Say hi. (laughs) You know, leave us a good review. I'd I'd appreciate it. And I don't know anything else before we go. I'm just going to plug myself a little bit. My Instagram is seashell slut. It's a V for the U. So S-L-V-T. And all my spicy links are at summerstone.fun. Do you have anything else to say, Cam? No. I mean, hopefully you guys got to know some more shit about us. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Ask us more questions. We love to do more, like, community stuff and see what you guys are thinking and see what you guys are honestly wondering about us and what we do. So... Yeah, I always love doing these kind of episodes. Yeah, everyone loves to talk about A little bit more like freestyle. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun to do the deep, like the deep topics where we're like, how to start your OnlyFans, how to do Twitter, how to do Reddit. Like, I feel like we thrive in getting to share that information, but it's also fun just to kind of kick back and answer some questions. So, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that's everything. Thank you guys for tuning in. If your question didn't get answered today, we're probably saving it for a future episode. So keep on tuning in and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, let's fuck about it. Let's just fuck about it. We should fuck about it.